Yo, what is going on, everyone? It is your boy, Drew What A Do, also known more formally as Drew Joyner. And for this week's episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast, I'm incredibly excited to introduce a brand new series to the podcast called Life Talk. Very simply put, Life Talk is going to be a series, a reoccurring series on the podcast that'll happen maybe every two weeks, every three weeks, every other week, depending on what's going to happen in my life, in which I talk about the different experiences that I've uh, garnered or gained over the last few days, right? Whether it be scrolling on Instagram and there's a trending topic or scrolling on Twitter, there's a trending topic topic. Or maybe it's the fact that I travel to a different location and experience a different retail store or just different ideas that I just want to express beyond what I typically do on the podcast when I have a guest on. This is the series for that. And we're calling it Life Talk. Simple as that. This is Life Talk number one. Also, before we get into it, I want to apologize for the fact that this episode for this week is a little bit late. It has to do with the fact that I wanted to start this series and I was out experiencing something in my real life and just the lack of just um, scheduling or just conflict of scheduling. It just made it pretty much impossible to stay on schedule for this week. So I apologize if you're listening to this and it's like a Thursday in 2022 or like just not even October 29th, 2021, like you can disregard this. But there's a lot of things I want to talk about in this episode before we get there. I always say this, and I always appreciate everyone who leaves a review on Apple Podcasts. I've been doing this podcast for over a year now, and it's slowly but surely growing to where I really want it to be, and I can't say thank you enough to all the people who leave reviews, who watch the episodes, who tune in week in and week out. You guys are the absolute best, and I'm incredibly, incredibly thankful for you. So, Life Talk episode or number one. (laughs) I don't even know how to properly say it. It's life talk number one. So the reason why I started this series in part is because it's it's difficult to find guests week in and week out, right? It's difficult to be able to have a guest on the show and make sure the audio is right. And sometimes it pops out and all these things. And so I want to create a much more reliable system within the podcast. And recently, one of the more recent things that I've experienced and the reason why I couldn't post um, a interview podcast this week is because I just came back from Aspen, Colorado. And for those of you who don't know what Aspen is, in Colorado, there are kind of like two or three versions of Colorado, right? The first version is the metropolitan area, the cities. You have, you know, regular downtown areas such as Denver and you have you know, Boulder and Colorado Springs and those areas, well, they have like mountain-esque or mountain-y aspects to them. They aren't mountain towns particularly, right? Boulder, maybe you can consider that one, but not really. It's more still like a city that has mountains as like the overarching kind of view that you look at and you go, oh, that's so pretty. It's so beautiful, right? And so going to Aspen is a little bit different. So Aspen is a four-hour drive away from Denver or from where I live. And when I tell you you're in the mountains, like we're deep in the mountains, like looking up at 14 is like, oh, my God, that's huge. (laughs) And so Lauren and I, my girlfriend, my partner and I, we went to Aspen, Colorado, just to take some time to relax, recharge. I know for December and November, this is going to be the most rigorous work time for me as a business owner, as a content creator, as a boyfriend, as a as a son, as everything. It's just going to be the busiest time, right? There's going to be a lot of things happening a lot of, very quickly. 
this time of the year is some of my favorite times of the year. As a kid, I always loved holiday season just because I grew up an only child and I was just, I just loved it. I love being with my mom and my dad and experiencing all the things that went into getting and receiving gifts and also giving gifts to my friends where I'm from. And I'm going to do that same thing this year. I have gifts I want to give to my family, my girls' family, my friends, and hopefully just want to give back to just a community at whole as well with the content that I create and provide a little value through this podcast. So it's going to be a very, very, very busy time for your boy, Drew, and I'm very excited about it, but you need that kind of, you need to rest a little bit. That's what we did in Aspen in order to get um, geared up and ready for the holiday season. So there's a couple things I want to mention and going to Aspen. It's a very, very beautiful place. Um, that's one of the first things I want to know. Like if I could show you, this is audio, but I'll try to describe it to you as, as best I can. Right now, it's fall time. It's almost, it's getting closer and closer to winter. And so the um, Aspen trees, which are very native to Colorado and the different trees that populate the mountainsides are incredibly, incredibly beautiful to look at in the fall time. We missed a bit of the kind of orange, yellow tree color change because the trees actually change. What we notice is the trees actually change uh, the colder it is. The colder it is, the sooner they'll change. So in Denver, it's not as cold as it is in the mountains. So we still have a lot of yellow, red, and orange trees. But in Aspen, the trees are still, or not still, but the trees are pretty much barren, a lot of them, because the wind is pretty strong in the mountains as well. And they change probably earlier in the year. Right. But like I said, it was absolutely beautiful. The ability to be out in nature and just drive through nature was um, really, really nice. I know a lot of people live in, you know, large metropolises, whether it be New York or whether it be parts of Los Angeles or whatever in the U.S. and beyond the U.S. and other countries. Take some time to view nature for what it is in this time period. I mean, it's unbelievable to really um, see some of the beautiful colors and just have an appreciation for the earth and have an appreciation for nature. It's something that as I've gotten older, I've appreciated a lot more. And it definitely influences and impacts the way I look at fashion. How can I, how can brands pull this awe inspiring feeling from nature and implement it into clothing? And that's something that I've tried to do as a, as a young creative, trying to create his own brand and try to pull inspiration from Things such as the mountains, which is where I'm from. It might be the ocean where you're from or it might be some kind of grasslands where you're from or whatever it may be. I think nature is something that can be very powerful reference and influence for fashion brands or fashion creatives or just creatives in general. But, man, it was cold. It was cold up in Aspen. So it started snowing the moment we got there um, or light snow, rain kind of deal. And... The outfits I wore were pretty winter. Like they were like winter outfits. They weren't really fall. I had to wear like a, a coat. And one of my favorite coats is from uh, United by Blue, which is a sustainable fashion brand. And the coat was very, very clutch because I, if I didn't bring that coat, I would be freezing. I already know I'd be freezing. So wore that with just, you know, you know me. I, lo- I love my simple fits, whether it be a pair of. 517 Levi's or whether it be something like 874 Dickies those were kind of my go-to outfits they were comfortable I had the the layers up top I had a, a beanie on cashmere wool beanie on which I'm sampling right now for the brand and just enjoyed the time we had pizza the first night there if you know me and my pizza addiction then you know about my pizza addiction <laughs> but the pizza wasn't it wasn't anything special really and I can only imagine that 
you know, when you're four hours into the mountains, like we're literally away from civilization besides like the Aspen metro area, which is like 2000 people. It's pretty difficult to actually get goods to that place. So things are expensive for one. And for whatever reason, a lot of the food I ate there, it hurt my stomach. Like my stomach was was hurting a bit more than that typically is. And sometimes I know I can have a lactose thing, but usually I can eat pizza and cheese and I'll be fine. But sometimes, sometimes it happens. But whatever reason, the food in Aspen, this this go around was hurting your boy's stomach. To help you better understand the kind of area of Aspen, I would say that for those of you who don't know, once again, it's kind of like Colorado's Beverly Hills. I don't know if I ever finished my analogy about, you know, mountain towns and, and, and really metropolitan cityscapes. Aspen is like a mountain town, more of like a mountain town where not a lot of people live there. For one, you're really cocooned in the mountains. Like you look to your left, you see mountains. You look to your right, you see mountains. So you're really, really in the mountains. Not as much so in, when you're in like Boulder or Denver or Colorado Springs. You're, you're, you're next to the mountains. You're just not in the mountains, right? And what Aspen is, is kind of like this Beverly Hills of Colorado, right? It has all of these incredibly, incredibly expensive, high-end, high-fashion fashion houses from the likes of Balenciaga, which we'll talk about later, to Louis Vuitton and uh, Golden Goose. They have, you know, Ralph, uh, Ralph Lauren there and just anything you can imagine, like they have it like like Beverly Hills does, right? <laughs> And so the first store, the only time I've ever been in a store, this store, we went to Cromarts on the second day we were there. And it is the only Cromarts store in Colorado. And Cromarts isn't like this abundantly like widespread store all over the U.S. It's only in a few locations. They have, I think they have a couple in New York, one in California, maybe a couple in California, one in Hawaii. And then, and then that's about it. That's that's about it. I think they may have one more in the South, but I feel like it's kind of incredibly fortunate that we have something like a Chrome Hearts in Colorado, where even though it's four hour drive away, which I don't recommend taking more than once a year, <laughs> even though it's four hours away, it's definitely a, a place. Aspen is a place where you can really shop for a lot of high fashion, high luxury brands that you just typically don't see in Denver for one. And you just don't see in the kind of Rocky Mountain region, which is like Utah, Montana, Wyoming, and all the states that look like squares and people farm, people do a lot of farming. <laughs> so let's talk about Chrome Hearts for a second. My first impression of the store was the individuals who work in the store. And one of the biggest things that kind of irks me about shopping or just walking around and being in different cityscapes, whether it be L.A. or whether it be New York or California, New York, because those are kind of the biggest parts of the U.S. when it comes to fashion. I mean, there's other ones, but those are like the most talked about, in New York especially. The people who work customer service in New York and in California are so mean sometimes. They're so mean sometimes. Where when I walked into Chrome Arts in Aspen, Colorado, Colorado, my home state, just the, the energy is just totally different. And maybe it's because I'm just more comfortable talking to and just being around Coloradans because we can talk about the mountains. Oh, where are you from? Oh, we're from Denver. Oh, you guys just drove up or flew up or whatever. Um, and, you know, it's just a much more easy going conversation than trying to make that connection with a New Yorker who's like, you know, I'm from Queens or I grew up in, in, in Brooklyn. And I was just like, okay, cool. I mean, I, I guess, I guess also for me too, like I don't really have that connection because I didn't grow up in those places. 
right? But anyways, the customer service was super, super nice. There was this kind of older woman. There was this younger or I guess 20, like mid-20s kind of age woman. And then there's this kid who's kind of like mid-20s as well working there. And we were the only ones there. So in, during during Aspen's off-season, quote-unquote, it's when there aren't a lot of people in the kind of mountain towns because people aren't skiing. There isn't enough snow to ski, and there's just not a lot of people in the, in the area. And that that was great for Lauren and I because we we love being able to walk and not have to be rushed and not have to be pushed out or anything. We get all the attention in the world, which is super, super dope. Now, the question is, would I ever buy something from Chrome Hearts? Short answer, no. Long answer, Probably not. <laughs> um, right now, Chrome Arts is in a moment. And I think that this Chrome Arts store is actually fairly new. Within the last year, it was built in Aspen because of the moment that Chrome Arts is having and expanding and growing. And it's been, it's, Chrome Arts is having a moment. I know it's been around for a long time and it's been doing its thing for a long time. But I talk about this often on YouTube that everything ebbs and flows. Everything ebbs and flows. You know, five years ago, Chrome Arts was not being talked about in the same way that it is now. And that's just the nature of fashion trends, cycles, and just the ebb and flow of personal interest within society. And I love that um, distinction that I can make because I think a lot of us just assume that like we're, we're prisoners of the moment. We think Chrome Arts is the hottest thing in the world and it's hot right now, but I guarantee you in two, three, four, eight, ten years, you're not going to be talking about Chrome Arts the same way. Or maybe you are. There's a possibility that you are, but things tend to ebb and flow, right? I'm not the biggest fan of the items that were in the store, really. I'm not a really big jewelry person. The only pair, only piece of jewelry that I really ever wear is this Ore, uh, I think he calls it the companion bracelet or, or something like that. Something. Piece bracelet or Ray. What, what do you call this bracelet? I forget. <laughs> I need to look it up. But either way. It's the only bracelet, the only piece of jewelry I really ever wear. And it's stainless steel, stays on my wrist. And maybe as I get older, I'll wear it more. I know, once again, we're kind of in this kind of like, oh, if you want to be the most actualized fashion person that you can be, wear some jewelry and have a whole bunch of chains on and tattoos in certain places and things like that, which no knock on anybody who does that. Um, it's just what's popular right now. And it'll ebb and flow into something else potentially. But I... I'm going to stay true to myself. I don't really have a, a strong, strong interest for jewelry. Never got my ears pierced as a kid, even though I play basketball. And I feel like almost every hooper has their ears pierced, or a lot of them do. So I never did that. Never got any tattoos ever. Never thought it really reflected who I was. And only reason why I'm wearing this Ray bracelet is because Ray and I are, are friends. So I, I'm very thankful for Ray to send this out to me. But yeah, there was nothing that really inspired me. There was like, I like footwear, as you guys know, and there were like some like Tim Timberland Chrome Arts, which were like, what, $5,000 or something like that. And, you know, walking around a store that has merchandise that's thousands and thousands of dollars, merchandise I know I'm not going to buy, but I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> so it's kind of funny to, to, to talk about the, the items as though you know, I'm going to buy them. The, the, the sales clerk or the salesperson will be like, oh, yes, this is so beautiful. What are you looking for? And I was like, and I'll just kind of play along and be like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for um, just something simple, something clean, you know, just just say anything, right, just to continue the conversation because you don't want to be awkward. when And you know in your damn mind you are not going to be purchasing any $5,000 Tims or $3,000 rings or anything it's just not gonna happen today <laughs> but that's that's you know a lot of people who go to aspen and go to luxury stores they have the net worth and they can't afford to purchase those things 
hopefully one day I'll have that net worth. Hopefully you'll have that net worth as well. I mean, I'm only spreading peace, love, and positivity. But in reality, will I ever really purchase anything like that exuberantly expensive? I don't think I will. I think the money can be spent on a trip, going traveling, or just experiential things rather than just tangible retail things. Speaking of tangible retail things, there was this watch. So what what Chromarts did, or what they they did with these watches, is they took um, the clock face of vintage Rolexes, right? And I thought this was kind of interesting, and they switched out the bands you know the part that goes around your wrist they switched out the bands for custom chrome hearts um detailing right like they made their own bands and they put them on these vintage rolexes and the salesperson was she was telling us about you know oh this one's so beautiful it's about twelve thousand um this one's incredibly incredibly chic it's about sixteen thousand and then she rolled over to one that was one hundred thousand dollars and i looked to my left at lauren and she looked back at me and we were like i think it's time to go (laughs) no but seriously a hundred thousand dollar watch face or a watch rolex and it's just incredible to see the um the price points obviously rolex is a very very noteworthy uh, watch and, and clockworks brand that's been around. We all know Rolex. Chrome Arts is also something that's very noteworthy in jewelry and in uh, sterling silver and just all the things that they make. But when she said a hundred thousand dollars, I said in my to myself, "Damn, that's all I could say, really, because I, I really couldn't think of anything else." Hundred thousand dollars. It's just it's a lot of money. And obviously, if you got it like that, you got it like that. If you're uh, athlete, if you're a rapper, if you're a entertainer, if you're a businessman, CEO, it's nothing. I mean, maybe it maybe it's, you know, um, one one hundredth of your net worth, maybe not even that one one thousandth of your net worth. Does that math work out? I don't know either. Either. Anyway, that's, that was a pretty like shocking kind of revelation to see that hundred thousand dollar price tag mentioned. Cause when you go on the Chrome arts, nothing is technically, the price points are technically either under the shoes or kind of hidden, so they're not just like showcasing all of the prices of everything everywhere. But when she said that, $100,000, I said, wow. But beyond Chrome Arts, we went to also Balenciaga. We went to a couple bookstores. As you guys know, Lauren is a children's book author, and she actually talked her way into getting her newest books in a local Aspen bookstore, which is incredible. I think they're going to order some, so I'm proud of her for that. So we went to a couple of bookstores, went to a couple of bakeries as well. Very, very nice bakeries. Everything in Aspen is a little bit overpriced. As you can probably guess, I just said Chrome Hearts was $100,000. So what do you think the food's going to be? It's not going to be cheap. So that's why we only stayed like a day. <laughs> um, and we went to a bakery, which was good. I got We got some acai bowls or I got an acai bowl. I love acai bowls. Is anybody else like a huge fan of acai bowls, like a smoothie, like smoothie ice cream? It's really good with fruit and stuff. Really, really good stuff. And the other story we went into was Balenciaga. And I think Balenciaga is one of the more interesting kind of brands right now because of their recent marketing pushes and collaborations. Let's talk about it. So I was reading a Hypebeast article that mentioned that Balenciaga in Q3 was the hottest brand on the earth. Balenciaga, 
the hottest brand on the earth. And so we went into the store and once again, incredibly nice people. That's what I love to see my fellow Coloradans compared to other retail experiences, maybe in Paris or something like that. I've actually never been to Paris, so I don't even know. But anyways, incredibly nice. And there was this kid, we were really chopping up, we were really connecting and we were looking at the different items in Balenciaga. I feel like if of any high fashion house, a Balenciaga is definitely a brand that um I would be more willing to maybe purchase from. Not any apparel, but footwear. I think they have that kind of they they, they understand how to kind of build their collections around what would pique my interest and I appreciate them for that. <laughs> They're really making it for me. <laughs> if I could afford it once again. <laughs> Anyways, so it was a really nice store. It was a v- even newer store than Chrome Hearts. Like very, very like nice retail experience. Five months old. Had all the, you know, triple sole Balenciaga sneakers. They had new aged and faded kind of mid-top running sneakers that were really cool. Can't remember the name of them. They had the Croc boots. The like, the the boots that um, how do I describe these things? They're they're basically like kind of like rain boots, but like very long. They go probably up to your shin, like upper shin, lower knee area. And then on the bottom of them, they have like a croc outsole, midsole construction. And I think Kanye or something like that has been buying them uh, in bulk from Balenciaga or something like that. Those are very interesting to see in person. Very, very like um, those are those are interesting. They're they're I think they are wearable. Like if you just have a pair of pants that just drape over the top of the actual boot and you all you see is kind of the ankle slash footbed area. I think those are fine. Like, but if you wear them where you can actually see the entire boot, unless you're wearing like a skirt or something like I feel like it's a little bit tough to wear, but I could be wrong. They didn't have the croc heels in store in stock, but those are I think those are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and no judgment on anybody just it's just my personal opinion like i i i'm just telling you guys what i think and please don't let my opinion you know sway persuade you too much everyone has their own interest and whatnot but i'm gonna keep it real the croc heels if you if you have not seen those you might want to look those up those are the most weird interestingly weird crocs i've ever seen in my life (laughs) um but regardless of that it was a fun time there in balenciaga um i think that we spent more time in cromarts balenciaga was really cool and once again to be able to go into a balenciaga in colorado is something that you just can't do in denver or anything like that especially maybe not a real balenciaga like maybe balenciaga outlet or balenciaga kind of department store stuff is available at like uh, nordstrom does nordstrom carry balenciaga i don't know I don't really go to Nordstrom. That's that's just not really my thing as much. But I know Collegium's in Nordstrom. Shout out to the the dude Nick. Anyway, what are we gonna talk about next? So for the for the next kind of segment, I want to talk about to you, talk about to you. I want to talk to you about the kind of content that we listened to and the content that we engaged in while we drove back from Aspen because this actually had a huge impact on why i wanted to make this podcast episode as well because of the type of content we were listening to so as we prepared for our four-hour drive 
I made sure that we had ample podcasts, YouTube videos, and just other audio clips to listen to as we drove back for the last for the next four hours. And in, in fact, we drove probably back for about five and a half hours because we stopped in Vail, which is another ski town, another kind of mountain town. But anyways, I'm getting beside myself. I'm getting beside myself. Let's talk about the content. So first and foremost, I've never really shared this with anyone and you guys are going to get this first. Not even my YouTube channel really knows this. But one of my, and my me and my girlfriend, one of our favorite content creators and just creators in general is the legendary, the infamous, the famous Emma Chamberlain. And I'm probably surprising some people by saying that because Emma Chamberlain is this uh, 20-year-old, you know, averaged height, um girl woman from california who makes content around lifestyle and vlogging and a little bit of fashion and she's pretty funny now emma has a podcast called um what's the name for a podcast anything goes and the podcast anything goes typically can be a hit or miss i think it's interesting to just hear emma chamberlain talk she's a very she has a very alluring personality and Emma Chamberlain, for those of you who don't know, maybe I didn't explain her well enough. She's a YouTuber, and her YouTube has grown to a massive, massive rate, and she's become a very large YouTuber and just kind of figure for Gen Z and just youth culture, I guess. I mean, she's not huge, huge, but she's relatively big. Like, um, yeah, millions of people know about who she is. I mean, I don't know how big, big is anymore because, like, is she bigger than the president? No, maybe. I don't think so. Anyways, she has a podcast called Anything Goes. And one of the episodes we listened to, I'll actually put up on my phone right now, and she just posted a new one called Halloween. But one of the episodes we listened to was an episode about the feminine mold. And in this episode, Emma talks about just her experience growing up and in, in kind of being a high schooler and having crushes on boys. Very random. But it was like everyone everyone can talk about that, right? Like all of us have had people that we've liked and had crushes on or were, you know, you know, immobilized with love by kind of deal. And the way that Emma Chamberlain captivates conversation and how real she is is like I, I really take a lot of notes from Emma because of the fact that she's so effective at what she does. She she, you know, breaks that fourth wall, which is something that I just learned about between the audience and the creator like you feel like you're actually there listening to emma and in this podcast it was such a great podcast one of her best because of the fact that she shared a lot of just like it just felt like we were her friends like talking about like her past boy crushes and just like listening in and like just having a a introspective conversation about high school because for a lot of us for everybody we all we all have to go through schooling whether it be primary school middle school high school elementary school, whatever, whatever your country calls it. And we all have these like very like stained, not stained, that we have these very strong feelings about our schooling experiences, whether it be positive or negative. And we all have had crushes. So it was just like a very, very great episode. And one of the things that I think stood out to me was the fact that, you know, Emma, she talked about her experience and her, like how she felt as a, as a woman, um, the, the episode is called the feminine mold. And so the idea of the episode is about like, she always felt inadequate to what she thought a real woman is supposed to look like with curves and hips and all these kind of things. And, you know, 
it sparked a conversation between Lauren and I, but and how we kind of looked at our uh, examples or our influence of what a real man is supposed to look like. What a when and Lauren also talked about what a real woman is supposed to look like. So it, it's just a great conversation starter. I highly recommend anything goes. Emma's just so raw and it's just incredible content. And I I'm trying to emulate it right now with you guys and just try to be the most raw version, give you guys fashion, give you guys just life and entertainment and just have a good time. Cause I, at the end of the day, like I don't want to be held back by being one genre. I know a lot of people want one genre, but I also want to just talk about just anything. That's what these life talks are about for sure. Next, because we had so much time on our hands after we listened to Emma's podcast, we listened to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. And I had listened to a couple clips of Joe Rogan. If you guys don't know Joe Rogan, he was a comedian in his podcast. The Joe Rogan Experience is like a very popular, one of the most popular interview podcasts on the internet and in the world, I believe, or maybe in the US and the West. And he had a, Joe Rogan actually got a huge, huge deal with Spotify for like millions, like a, like an athlete contract, like $20 million, which is crazy. And anyways, we listened to the podcast, a few episodes. We listened to him talk to Kevin Hart. We listened to him talk to Miley Cyrus and we listened to him talk to Dr. Phil. And each one was so interesting. It was so interesting. I kid you not. Kevin Hart's podcast was more so about like, uh, positivity and surrounding yourself with the right people. And I'm a huge mindset person. I feel like in any kind of successful endeavor, if you want to try to find and create success, there's a mindset aspect to it where you have to have belief and you have to, you know, engage in that belief system with action. But it all it starts with belief and you then you have to create and do the right actions and create good habits and things like that. And one of the things Kevin Hart said, and I didn't realize how insightful and how hard working Kevin Hart is. You see, you see him as a comedian, you think he's just a jokester, but he really takes his craft incredibly seriously because being a comedian is a craft. You have to come up with the script. You have to ideate. You have to, he was, he was explaining how basically it takes him two years to come up with like a Netflix special because he has to do hundreds of comedy shows to come up with the jokes and refine the jokes and tweak the jokes and make them as good as they can be. Anyways, the major thing I took away from this was his um, approach to positivity and his approach to surrounding yourself with the right people. And I always listened or heard this quote and it always kind of stuck with me. It was birds of a feather flock together. And if you, if you hang around with losers, you end up being one essentially. And he was, Kevin Hart was reiterating this message and it just struck home for me. He was like, you know, you have to surround yourself with people who are lifting you up, not talking you know, negatively all the time. And and that doesn't mean ignoring reality, but it does mean recognizing that whatever reality you live in, you're alive, you have food, or maybe you ate food recently, and you have the ability to change where you are to where you want to be. And getting with people who are like that instead of people who are continuously uh, negative or criticizing or negatively approaching things is something that has had a huge impact on Kevin Hart's success and also has had a huge impact on my personal success. And to be quite frank, you know, I only have a few friends, you know, close, close friends. And I would say the the majority of my friends or all of my friends are very, very positive, like very, very like upbringing people. One of my closest friends, Jordan, you know, my girlfriend said that your friend Jordan 
there will never be any darkness in Jordan because he's such a light. He'll never go dark. And I I totally agree with that. Those are the kind of people that I think we should try to surround ourselves with. And I know it's not always easy depending on where you live and how people are, but it, it's something that goes unnoticed. And if it goes unchecked, it can really um, materialize, materialize into you know negative habits and negative thoughts in the long haul. The next episode of the Joe Rogan Experience that we listened to, like I said, was Miley Cyrus. And Miley's episode was really, really, really interesting if I think about it. So for those of you, I mean, most of us know who Miley Cyrus is, right? Miley Cyrus was the Hannah Montana. She was the teen star on Disney Channel. She's a singer and she had a resurgence. And, you know, I came in like a wrecking ball. That girl, that's Miley Cyrus. And... I, I was so fascinated by her kind of firsthand experience. It was such a raw conversation. Her experience growing up as a as a child star, someone who, you know, grew and was molded by fame and success at a very, very young age and how she dealt with that, like it's incredible. You hear it far too often, you know, the stories of celebrities who, you know, have drug problems, which is kind of Miley's situation, alcoholism problems overdose problems you know and and have to go into rehab and miley talked about her entire experience it was just very interesting like i definitely recommend you guys taking a listen to it it's just pop culture a pop pop culture icon and has nothing really to do with fashion or beyond i mean i guess it is technically beyond the garment anything i talk about beyond fashion is beyond the garment so um and it was just her voice is so um so distinctive like you should definitely check that one out Last episode that we listened to from Joe Rogan Experience was Dr. Phil. Totally changed my perspective on Dr. Phil. Um, you know, when you watch, when you see clips of Dr. Phil, you kind of see some relatively ridiculous uh, sound bites. But he really knows his stuff, and he really is trying to help people. From what I gained from the podcast episode, it was just such a revolution. From you know, seeing him on his show to him talking about psychology and the the opioid, opioid epidemic, and just drug prescriptions and how in the u.s we preserve probably prescribe too much drugs and it was just very very insightful so the drive back from aspen was was a really really fun one if i think about it like i just enjoyed listening to so much good content and there's so much good content out there so much and hopefully one day i can be considered as someone who creates valuable content like emma like joe and and like other creators in the fashion space who also are trying to create content and that's just my goal like my goal is to be someone who creates really really um distinctive and punctual content that brings value to people's lives and hopefully i can do it at their level that would be awesome last section of this podcast episode i want to talk to you guys about what's next on youtube man so like i said december and november is going to be very very busy we have a new video coming out this weekend um the october 31st or Halloween weekend, which I don't know what I'm going to do for Halloween, actually. I'm probably just going to just relax with fam and girlfriend and just have a good time. But for the November and December months, there's going to be a lot of really interesting content. I mean, I can't wait to really populate the YouTube channel with the content that I have, whether it be vlog series, discussion-based videos, gift idea suggestions, and so, so much more. 
be sure to connect with the channel. You just look up Drew Joiner, Drew D R E W Joiner J O I N E R, and you'll be able to subscribe and find all of those videos there. And thank you for staying to this point in the podcast. I always am so appreciative of people who stay to like the very end. And I just want to give you an incredible, incredible shout out. I'm hoping to create more community around the podcast through Twitter. It seems like Twitter is a better place to conversate and talk and have conversations and just be more active on an app like that versus like trying to do it on Instagram. People leaving comments in the comment section. It hasn't been people haven't been doing it as much. Right. So if you want to, and I would love for this to happen, follow me on Twitter at Drew E. Joiner, And that is the place where I'll talk about the brand. I'll talk about the YouTube channel. I'll talk about the podcast. And we can all just conversate and, and talk about those things. I'll also be creating a Discord coming up soon. Uh, it's being postponed a little bit because I have a lot of things I need to do. But I'll be coming up with a Discord, which will also be a place and a source for people to conversate, ask questions, do those kind of things, and just chill and have a good time. Maybe play some video games together, or play whatever, watch movies, talk about basketball, talk about um, fashion, of course, talk about different brands and talk about what's going on in the fashion world. It's going to be a fun time, hopefully. And if you want to connect with any of those things, just be sure to follow me on Instagram or wherever, wherever you'll follow me, there will be uh, probably a, a, a message when these things go live, right? Thank you guys so much for staying to this point in the episode. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed Life Talk number one. It was a lot of fun doing and hopefully you guys are excited for what's to come for the content and are just soaking in as much value as you possibly can. If you are getting good value, if you are enjoying the episodes, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, shout out to you. I appreciate you for listening. If you're on Google, you're the best. If you're on Amazon or any other platform to, to listen to this podcast, you rock. I'll see you guys next time. Have a good day. Bye.